0: Welcome to another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm your host, Shay Wheat, founder of Grace and Ease Productions, where we support entrepreneurs just like you with event-based marketing and sales strategies to allow you to continue to build your authority, your credibility, and your visibility in your industry. Today, I absolutely have a visionary with us. Um, She's a visionary in the wellness industry, the amazing Claire Beasley, has captivated audiences from corporate boardrooms to packed auditoriums with her dynamic and sharp shooting approach. I love her already. (laughs) Uh, Claire has observed that even the most successful people struggle to negotiate their emotions and and they just frankly experience burnout, which then impedes their Capacity to meet personal and professional goals. So today we're going to discuss how to use self-directed healing, as well as pull back the curtain on what it takes to have, get this, she's got three thriving businesses and she's done it in a fairly short period of time. Please help me welcome Claire to the Creating Powerful
1: Impact stage. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's so nice to be here today. I'm really excited.
0: I'm excited too because um, I've not heard this term before. What is self-directed healing and how can people utilize it or why would they even want to in the first place and how does it fit into business?
1: Yeah, well, to be honest, I think when I first uh, came up with this process, I never really understood how it would fit into business or how it would evolve to how it what it's become today. So initially, uh, the process was born as a result of, I suppose, my own personal emotional struggles um, and the people around me. So I, when I was very young, actually, my first partner in life uh, committed suicide. And that was extremely difficult and challenging for someone like me and obviously for anyone else in that situation. And And I didn't find that the existing infrastructure or mental health systems that were available to me really did very much to help me through that process. Um, And I was also someone who, I suppose, internalised it, didn't really know how to deal with it. So instead of really, um, I suppose, processing grief and working through it, like maybe a lot of mothers or a lot of other listeners that you have, I just went straight into helping other people. So supporting my family, supporting my sisters. I then became a lifeline counsellor and thought I'm going to help other people not have to go through this. And I did a whole lot of things to avoid my own grief and my own processing, which I think is really not uncommon for the service type givers that we females are in the world. Um, And it wasn't until later on in life where... I'd been working in the corporate world. I'd become reasonably successful, was making a lot of money, but internally I was miserable. And it really took a bit of a crisis of my soul and a realisation of how upset I really was internally before I recognised that that incident so long ago had had such a dramatic impact on me. And when I did kind of put those dots together, I went on a really long journey of self-discovery and um, recognize that, like I said, nothing out there was really able to help me get to the bottom of it. So I researched all different sorts of healing that was available, both Western, Eastern, everything alternative. And I really made a decision that I felt none of them went deep enough. A lot of them were really more about shifting my mindset helping my physical body get better through yoga, but nothing really got into my system and that emotional pain of that trauma that was actually living in my body. And even though there were lots of somatic-type practices out there, nothing that sort of connected the mind, the body, the heart, everything all together and helped me to move through that trauma quickly. Um, So as a result, I spent years developing a process really to apply to myself Um, And that once that process was, I suppose, quite organised, structured and measurable, I then realised that I had something powerful and I decided to take it out to the world. And so really it was was a big challenge because I'd worked in B2B. You know, my whole life I'd been in consulting, selling into businesses. I had no idea how to create a business to a consumer market that was just one-on-one. It was really like, what am I even doing getting into this? This isn't even my area of expertise. Um, And that was 12 years ago now. And I guess part of the reason that I was successful, I think, is because I recognised and understood that whenever we don't understand something and we go and seek help, typically some sort of dependency is created between us and the organisation or the doctor or the expert. Most of the time people hold their IP close to them, don't give you the secrets and make you keep coming back. And that was something i just didn't morally and ethically sit well with me so i decided to refine the process even more so that people could start to heal themselves people could take the tools take the skills and actually be able to use them to self-heal and at the time and your listeners might find this interesting to anyone for anyone who's thinking about pioneering a business and you're told not to literally Everybody said to me, don't do it. What are you doing? If you create something where people can heal themselves, how are you going to make money? You know, people aren't going to keep coming back. This isn't going to be sensible for you. You don't give that away, you know? And I guess, I don't know, it probably wasn't a very uh, well thought out decision, but my heart couldn't do it. I was like, no, I want to empower people. I don't want to create dependence. So I went ahead and did it, created the process so that it's self-directed. You can take yourself through the process. And literally, I think within three months of doing one-on-one sessions, I was booked out for months in advance. So someone would have a session They'd tell their grandmother in England, their, their child here, all their friends. I remember having one client specifically, I think she referred me 16 people in one day after one session. I was like, whoa.
0: Wow. So, yeah, it was
1: incredible. And so very, very quickly um, I got very busy. And so I literally probably within a year, I realized I have to start training other people because I can't keep up with the demand. And so essentially it's a healing process that really teaches you how to release trauma out of your body, but you do it with your conscious mind. So you're, aware it's not having someone pull energy out of you you actually do it yourself and you're able to understand what your body's telling you what pain is stored in there what beliefs are stored in there how long they've been there and you're able to physically mentally and emotionally release them so it's like you're healing every aspect of yourself all at once and because it's doing everything at once it's permanent it's powerful and it's very fast so that's essentially the process Uh, and really now all the other businesses are just different assets to deliver that to different groups of people organizations etc etc
0: yeah so I was looking at your website and I love the wheel that you have on there because it has like all the different modalities like from massage to life coaching to Reiki to acupuncture to EFT like all these different things and you break it down and going okay this handles emotional and this handles energetic and this is subconscious and this is super conscious and before and after like you break it down so it's like it makes sense oh okay yeah that's what that supports right so that's what you're wanting to work on but you're saying yours integrates all of these different levels of it and so is it your you talked about your practitioners and I think you said like you have 500 or so of them now in the world which is amazing
1: we've trained more than 500 now and and we operate in more than eight languages oh my gosh, yes.
0: that's huge. We'll come back to that. But um, between you and all of these practitioners, is it is it one session and done? Or is it a couple of sessions? Like, what are you going through? How are you training and supporting the person that's coming to you to do this self-directedly?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of the individual that comes to us that whoops one of the practitioners or my team, um, I mean you can have one session so it's one session for one issue so for example if you're suicidal and you don't want to be here anymore it's one session to resolve that issue so people that generally may become three or four times they might come and do you know self-worth relationship and then they might do career um, but you sort of really don't ever revisit the same issue more than once Uh, Uh, And that's because it's so deep, it's so holistic. And I'm happy to give you an example, you know. Part of the reason that it works is because I think that, let's just be real, as individuals, as women, as men, we are not comfortable seeing other people in pain. And part of healing is actually processing pain. Mm So I believe that a lot of the different modalities and practices that are out there they almost want to help you heal, but they don't want to go take you back into the pain or through it because that makes them uncomfortable seeing you uncomfortable. What we understood very early on is that you have to feel to heal and the only way out is through. So part of why it's so fast is that what we do is very different. We actually take you into the pain you don't want to feel so the, because it's stuck in your body. So if you've got deep anger sitting inside your stomach that's building up and feels like a rock and every time you get triggered it flares up, there's no amount of talk therapy that's going to remove that energy out of your stomach. You actually, it's like food. You eat an apple, you have to digest it, you have to process it and you have to release it. Emotion is no different. So Mm -hmm. the reason that we're successful is we understand That if you, in order for you to heal, we've got to take you into the pain. So, one of the first things that, if we take people that don't want to be here anymore as an example, because it's an easy and clear example. Most of the time, if you go to a therapist or if you go to someone who's going to help you deal with your feelings of not wanting to be here, they're going to get you to talk about it, explain it. You might have a few tears here and there. Quite often, they're going to kind of give you strategies for not feeling that, for avoiding that, for reframing it so that you see it differently. Maybe, make you look at your life from a different perspective so it doesn't feel so bad. We don't do any of that. The first thing we ask you to do is if you don't want to be here anymore, is actually just say, I don't want to be here and really feel it. We actually take you into the pain and the part of you that doesn't want to be here. And not only do we ask you to express it, we ask you, where do you feel it in your body? How strong is it? And then we ask you to make it stronger. And it can—it sounds very counterintuitive, but if you think about it, really, most of the time as humans, we just need to be seen, heard and understood. So if someone is telling you, yeah. oh, well, I know you don't want to be here, but look, you're actually amazing and your life's great and you're seeing it all wrong. What actually happens is we feel less heard, less understood, more confused and less likely to want to be here. Our job as human beings is to hold space for other people and allow them and take them in to what they really feel and go in there with them. So all of the practitioners that we have are trained to go into your pain with you and not just energetically not just listening but also emotionally and physically so our practitioners actually sit in your vulnerability and feel everything that you feel we cry even with you sounds Mm -hmm. crazy but it's so incredibly powerful to have someone share and help you process your pain so I think that's probably the thing that makes it unique so when you're looking at that modality chart what we've literally done is we've broken down every different modality because they all have value in their own way If you want to work on moving energy out of your body and you want to get fit, you can do yoga. If you want to just learn how to see things differently, you can go do cognitive behavioral processing with a psychologist. But if you want to heal mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically, spiritually, subconsciously, this is the fastest way that that is going to happen for you.
0: Wow. I love it. That's amazing. Thank Thank you for giving that example. I think that helps Yes, yeah,
1: solidify. You know,
0: yeah, solidify and kind of ground it in for sure. Now, if we were to just kind of switch gears slightly and okay. talk about the business side of things, um, so let's pull back that curtain. During COVID, you went from in person, just like all yeah. of us, to online, mm. as well as started doing that train the trainer program and having the five hundred practitioners come into yeah. your space. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, My question to you is like, what are the systems, the team, the structures that you had to put in place to create the space for those 500 practitioners? And then even going further into the next couple of businesses that you have of like going into corporate and things of that nature. Can you share some of that?
1: Absolutely. Look, I think originally, as I said, it started just me. I started doing one-on-ones that grew. I realized That I was blessed in a way, because I think if you're trained in anyone else's modality, you can't scale it, luckily, because it was my own and I was then able to get it approved through the International Institute of Complementary Therapy as a real life existing modality that's now recognised in 35 countries, so it got legitimacy. And then from there, I was able to go, okay, I now need to train more people, it's now a certified programme. But like you said originally, I was doing it down the street in Bay Street, Port Melbourne. I had a little office. People would come in physically, sit there, and we would spend three days together. And I would basically be teaching and getting them to have go in different rooms and practice the process until they became skilled practitioners. When COVID hit, it was a challenge because there was no way I could take anyone into an office anymore. And so me being a very touchy feely kind of, I like to hug you and see you and be with you, connect with you. I really didn't want to do it. I didn't want to go online. I'd resisted it for a long time, but I knew, well, really, I have no choice now. So I remember the very first online training we did. I said to everyone, listen, um, you know, obviously you're going to pay to become a practitioner, but if you don't like the training and if it doesn't work for you online, then I'll, for free, we'll do it in person again later, you know, because I really wasn't sure about it. But it was fascinating because the difference was as soon as it went online, I didn't realise there was all this international interest from people that yeah. couldn't do it. They couldn't fly all the way to Australia to do the training. So as soon as it went online, I started to get people from America, people from UK, people from New Zealand and all of these places. And I had no idea they were sort of like waiting in the wings. So it really kind of blew up. I think also because, you know, everyone was bored at home, wanted something to do online, became very popular. Um, So in a really short amount of time, that first training was a big success. It just kept building and getting momentum till we had, you know, we used to have six or four, then it was 20. I had to have three or four trainers in the session as well to help people get through and that sort of thing. So for me, it was really unexpected Um, And that, for me, was one of the benefits of COVID. But I I guess I would say to your listeners and anyone who's trying to scale a business, you've got to be able to deliver online these days. It's just, there's just, it is no, it's (laughs) non-negotiable. And if you haven't done it yet, do it. Because you may well be like me and be very surprised at the outcome. I'm so glad that I did that now. Yeah. So we moved, we went online, and then... I, I would definitely say one of the things that I do well is delegation and recognizing when it's time for me to step out. I definitely do observe other people that are doing similar things in different industries, and I feel like there can be a bit of an attachment to being the person at the front, to being the person that's got to do the doing. For me, I very as soon as I had the opportunity to train someone to become a trainer, I did it. I looked at who's the best of the practitioners that I have, Who are the ones that have a training and assessment background who could i put in so that i don't have to do it and i can then go and build something more and work on the business that i think is um probably one of the hardest things to do for a lot of business owners when it's your baby Um, but i always knew in the back of my head this is going to be big this has to be able to be scalable and i can't stay in the doing so it's really hard to trust someone else with your baby Uh, something that you do so specifically in such a certain way and there are things that you have to forego and maybe it won't be done exactly the same way but I think in order for the greater good for you to really be able to advance you can't stay in the business and I know that that's a lot easier said than done for a lot of people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah and so then was it the delegation putting the right people in the right situations so that way you could be the creative visionary, right? 100%. And go, okay, now let's go ahead and bring this modality in. Let's add in this piece of it.
1: Now we're seeing another pain point in this arena. We can help here. A hundred percent. And I guess for me, I again, always, I had a huge vision. So when I first started, I knew we could get this into rehabs. We could get this into universities. You can do this on kids as young as four. We need to put this in schools so that children don't end up being 35 in the chair in front of us having to go through this healing process. We can teach them to regulate their emotions at a young age, you know, and then I knew, well, if I can put some sort of training into corporate so that people learn what to do when they get triggered, learn how to not project their pain out onto the world but actually resolve it, then, you know, businesses can function better. Those those employees' families will have more stability. Their children will benefit, you know. So I guess I was able to also see clearly how many different directions this could go, but I would warn that that was also probably um, the negative for me mm-hmm. because my I could see so much. You can tend to... Jump here, 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 and not be focused. You do really need to solidify and embed something before you do the next thing. And I tended to, to get quite excited about all the other things that I could do. And there definitely have been times where I've taken on too much or maybe launched one a little prematurely when I maybe should have waited a bit longer. And it's really a juggling act. That you have to balance the rational thought with the intuition, with the inspiration, you know, and I, and I guess I would say to people in that position as you grow, my advice would be have mentors, I've always had mentors, and also I practice what I preach. So in terms of the healing that we do, I have obviously access to the best of the best. So whenever the, I am triggered myself, I will always book in a one-on-one and with someone that I've trained or that my trainer's trained and get them to actually do that work on me so that I'm constantly growing and evolving um, so that I can, my growth can sort of stay with the growth of the business. Otherwise, it's going to surpass me and I'm not going to be able to look after it anymore.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing to hear. There are so many pieces in there of like you do get the like shiny, let's move, let's go, and yeah, you're exactly. like, wait, hey, hold on build this one, rock it out. So it is like kind of self-sustainable, move on to the next one, build that, move on to the next one, build that. Right. So then you're not scattered and within it at every level, that's a new mountain, so to speak, to climb. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we just recently launched the self-directed healing association of Australia. So that Uh, basically is a not for profit because I had had a vision in my mind from the beginning that I wanted self-directed healing to be available to anyone anywhere anytime so in order to execute that vision I knew I had to have an arm where it was not for profit where we could actually help people that couldn't afford it and hopefully the way we do that it might be through corporate donations etc but at least that brings in money and we can help women who suffer domestic violence that can't get help or homelessness or you know indigenous cultures that don't have access to these type of services that was always so such a passion for me but you can't do that unless you're self sustaining and you've got the right people to be on that board of directors you know mm-hmm. and and interestingly enough i think that that business was in the making for 18 months before we launched which is yeah. a really long time we when we initiated we thought it would be 3 months away but you know that's the other thing timing is everything and and I, and, and the truth is and i wouldn't disclose this often it was literally four days before we were due to launch, myself and the other directors really sat there and said, do we really want to do this? Because we were so exhausted from putting it together. And even now, we still discuss, did we do it at the right time or not, you know? And I remember when we did launch and I had, I don't know, maybe 50 people on a call in front of me that were there for the launch. And I literally broke down and burst into tears (laughs) in a good way, though, because I was just like, it's fine. I finally got something that really deeply means something to me across the line. I finally have a vehicle where I can help people that can't afford it. And I didn't realize how much it meant to me and how exhausted I was from 18 months of trying to get this thing off the ground that I literally was just crying. I couldn't speak. I had to get someone else to speak for me. Luckily, everyone that was listening was a practitioner. So they were just with me and totally like feel it. You know, it was great but um oh, they're actually utilizing the techniques and everything you're yeah yeah I, I, I absolutely they, they all practice it and understand that so it was nice to feel so supported but um you know it, there's definitely been tough times difficult decisions having to retire certain things having to let go of people that you don't want to let go of you know I, I do feel that emotional regulation and resilience as a business leader is so important because honestly, there's so many times in my career where if I hadn't had my process to help me move through emotion, I think I would have fallen apart. It's a lot to take on. Yeah. You know, and the third business we now have, we're going into corporate, like I said, and we're running training now um, to help with psychosafety, social aspects of the workplace mental health in the workplace, and that's a whole other thing as well. So um, really getting the right people in place and being able to know when you've got the wrong ones and move them on, which is when you're in a, a sort of a business, it's about emotion and feeling. That's quite challenging right. to make those hard uh, decisions when you really are in a compassionate, heart-centered work, work environment.
0: Well, and I also see it as like a meta opportunity as well. Right. So you're utilizing the techniques within the company mm-hmm. as you're going through the hard situations.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: it's amazing.
1: It, look, it's very, I'm very lucky. It's very supportive because what happens is even when the other directors of, for example, the association, they see me in difficulty, they're like, hey, I think you need a session, Let, let's just book you in for one. They'll tell me, we'll, we'll point it out to each other that there's something here that you really need assistance with. So it's a beautiful culture where everyone's actually more than happy to support and help each other because we know that if we're all okay, then this business really has legs to help millions of people. And so this is why we want to go into businesses and help them have this culture as well because I think that is really what is missing and why a lot of businesses fail.
0: So many good things. Amazing. Sadly, we have to wrap up. Um, If somebody is interested and they're like, okay, I want to learn more. How do I get a session? Do you have a course? How do I, you know, stay connected to you? What's the best way for somebody to take next steps?
1: Sure. Very, very simple. Um, We have uh, InspiritedHealing.com. So InspiritedHealing.com. Everything is there. You can go and have a look. Check us out. Check out when we're running our practitioner training, looking for a one-on-one, or you can just shoot an email through to our team and we can come back to you. There's also uh, a short course that we have um, created for you. And we have, um, because of your amazing show, we're going to give everyone 100% off. So you can actually do that course for free. So we'll make sure that um, the codes are on this podcast.
0: Beautiful. So we'll have the link, we'll have the code, all the details in the show notes. Super generous of you. Thank you so much. Um, My last question for you is, what is a takeaway or a memorable note that you would
1: like to leave our audience with today? Um, Thanks. I think the most important thing is Whatever you are going through emotionally, it's really important to understand that it's just emotion, that it's physical, that it's emotional, and that you can process it. I just want people to know you don't have to suffer. It's not a state that you have to stay in, and there is help and people that really can help you. So if you've tried everything and nothing works, then please don't hesitate to get in touch with us because you will get the results that you want. And I just wanted to thank you as well for bringing us this uh, audience and this platform, because it means a lot to us. The more people we can connect with and let let know about our message, the more people we can assist, which is what we really wanna do.
0: Awesome,
1: yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us. And I wanna thank our audience
0: also for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to really take these lessons, the resources that you've learned here today, start implementing them, so that you can create even more impact in your world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show, and they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, raceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.